Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Homemade Ops. Okay. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you're having a wonderful week so far. Uh, Our week has been quite eventful. You know, we're figuring out a lot of stuff, so it's been a lot of fun. We found out this week that we are having a baby girl this fall. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So we've had a good week. (laughs) Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, we're very, very excited. So but now it's like, okay. Uh, this is this got real. So <laughs> <laughs> it got real, real. So we got to figure that out. But before we continue, let's go ahead and just quickly review. If you you probably noticed from the title here, this the episode is be a B. Of course, don't think that way. A budgeter is what we actually mean. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, be a B, but part two. So if you haven't listened to the first part yet, go ahead and jump into the first episode, listen to that, and then jump into this episode. Now that first episode was talking a lot about principles. We're talking about the budgeting mindset. We are talking about different habits that you should build up. So remember what the budgeting mindset is. Don't be scared of a budget. A budget isn't limiting. It's actually helping you out because you're setting up a foundation to basically achieve your eventual goals. So that's what a budget is. And if you want to have fun, include that in your budget. So review the first episode and we'll catch you up on that whole mindset there. Now, when it comes to habits though, we also talked about budgeting is going to help you develop these micro habits. And I recommended the book, Atomic Habits, which is a terrific book. Go ahead and listen to that. And that book basically explains how you can uh, develop these micro habits and change other bad habits. So that way you'll be able to, over time, build up. It's kind of like the snowball effect, you know? Snowball starts small and the more it rolls on snow, more it picks up. And then over time, before you know it, you have a lot of money. That's seriously how uh, rich get rich because they save up their money over time and over time, they're going to get better at doing those things by practicing these habits now. So if you can master your financial habits now, you're gonna set up yourself for future success. So we also talked about different tracking methods. Obviously, we like using Excel. We like how it's more customizable and it's pretty easy to fill out once you build a nice template. Um, but some people prefer using an app or something that automates and pulls in their bank account information. So it's kind of depends what you like. But today we're going to talk as if you were writing down your budget on a piece of paper. Not that you have to, you can still use your, use your tools, but we're going to talk about the basics of what a successful budget looks like. And so you can imagine it and then you can apply it to your tool. So basically the idea is getting all of your stuff, all of your finances on one piece of paper, even if you're using different tools. So that way you can enter that information into the tool. It is so hard in the moment trying to remember, oh, okay, I'm gonna build out my tool this way, this way, and then all of a sudden you forget something. So then you have to jump back into the tool and edit it, fix it. So it's just easier to set up that roadmap before you jump into your financial tracking tool, whichever one you picked, Excel or one of those other fancy ones, those apps. That way you can put that detail in there and have it just a straight roadmap of what needs to go inside, and then you'll run into less hiccups when you're trying to set up your finances. Okay, so the first step you're gonna wanna do is pull up your bank accounts and your credit cards. This is gonna be every account that you use for any income coming in and any expenses, and we'll describe them below. But this doesn't include like your 401k or retirement accounts or anything like that. So any, basically this will be kind of your checking account and credit cards, probably for most people. Any money you have, or any account where you have money regularly coming in or out. 
So we're going to talk, we're going to take those accounts. We're going to talk about the first section of your budget, which in business is called the income statement. But here, what we're going to do is write down any money coming in as income. And that's going to be, you're going to write down the income type and the dollar type for each or the dollar total for each type. So for example, if I work at XYZ company, I'll write company XYZ and the total of all my paychecks. Maybe if I got a tax refund, I'll put tax refund, $1,000 or something like that. Then I'll do, maybe I get an interest payment from my bank. I put interest payment from bank, $1 if you're lucky <laughs> yeah, to get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I deposited some cash that I got uh, from a friend. Um, even if you get $20 from your birthday, you'll want, and you deposit that, then you'll want to record that. So you wanna just track every single dollar coming into your account. So even like the rinky dinky $20, $5 here and there, our recommendation that Kimberly and I have is we uh, recommend that every single dollar that comes in, you shove into your bank. Now, why? Because if you get five bucks, you might just take that five bucks and go spend it somewhere else. Now you can do that, but our recommendation is, especially when you're first trying to set up your budget, our goal, or at least the idea, is that you track every penny so that way you know where your money should go, you can pay off debts a lot faster. The more you're in the know, the more better off you're going to be. So when you get extra cash, we generally put it inside the bank. That's what Kimberly and I do when we get cash from random places. Because we, we work, we have jobs other than this, and we track that. Those are usually the major sources of income. But even the small things, interest here and there, money I find on the road, that's stuff that should be included so you can track and say, okay, how much money can I spend here or there? So that's our recommendation that, and you don't waste money that way too. Because if you have five bucks in your pocket, more than likely you're going to spend it. That's the other thing that you have with it. So the last point though here before we move on is if you ever ask, where did this money come from? then you're probably doing something wrong. So that's why the tracker will help because if you have money coming in from somewhere, especially if it's a large amount, if it's like 500 bucks and you're wondering, okay, where did this come from? <laughs> well, then, uh, then you need to update your tracker. So after you're gonna write down all your income, we'll move over to expenses. Again, you're gonna write down the expense type and the dollar total for each type. So some examples would be rent or mortgage, utility bills, your phone bill, groceries, entertainment, clothes, um, anything that you're going to do that you're going to pay as an expense. So you write down the amount and you write down the totals. So the way we operate this usually is every week we'll go over what happened that week. Any money coming in, any money coming out in our weekly planning session. And that makes it easy because there's only so many transactions you can do every week. If you're up to like 100 transactions, mm. then you could probably hire somebody to do all your finances for you. Or you're just running your card way too much. Or, yeah, or take a, a hammer to that credit card. <laughs> so it's really not too bad if you do it weekly. You can just say, okay, what did we spend this week? What did we get this week? And do that in maybe 20 minutes. And so you're able to write it down weekly and it's pretty simple. Um, and then what you're going to do is you're going to subtract those two numbers to get to your profit or loss for the month. So simple example, if I made $200 at my job this month and then between my rent, utility, phone, groceries, I spent $150, my profit for the month is going to be $50. So the goal is every month to get to 
having a profit rather than a loss, but maybe some months you might have a loss. But that's where when we talk about kind of setting up goals for the month and setting up a budget, it helps you to make sure that you're on track to hitting a profit every month. All right, so we fill out these expenses weekly, right? Just to keep up and make it easier. And then at the end of the month, we finalize and we get we get our final number for the month, right? Because um, then you have all your income and all your expenses. Because on a week-to-week basis, you might have a really big profit or really big loss, maybe before your rent payment comes out or before you get your second check for the month. So once you get to your monthly planning session, you'll review your final profit for the month. And here's the fun part is you get to decide what to do with it. The goal is each month to take that profit and put it towards something meaningful to you. So this principle is a little bit unique, and we like to call it living month to month. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek because normally that's, you know, a negative connotation. Living month to month means you can barely get by each month. But for us, what it means is every single month I have a certain amount of income and I have expenses with that and I have to live within my means on a month-to-month basis. Because sometimes, too, especially if you work an hourly job or, you know, maybe a commission job, you're going to have fluctuating payments every month. Um, And even if you don't, right, um, you have steady income, You'll have fluctuating expenses. The idea is to live within your means for that month. And then with the surplus you have, you take that and put it towards your goals, right? Because that keeps you on track where maybe I had an extra $500 I didn't spend out of my income this month. If you just kind of leave it in your checking account and let that roll month to month, a lot of people will just check their checking account balance and say, oh, okay, you know, I had a little extra money this month. Cool. But what we're doing here is you're forcing yourself to say, hey, the month is over. I have extra, I'm putting that towards my savings, or I'm putting that towards saving for a short-term expense, like fixing my roof, or I'm putting that towards a loan that I want to pay off, or I'm putting that towards starting a business I've always wanted to do. So you're taking that money and putting it towards something valuable, and then the next month, you're starting over as if this is the only money I have for the month. And that can get tough sometimes, because if you have that extra cash, putting it towards something meaningful can be challenging because you want, we know you all, right? We, we've been there before. You want that immediate gratification. You want to spend it on a vacation. You want to spend it on all these extra things. You want to buy a nice new fancy uh, car or go shopping or buy some clothes, whatever. So the trick though, the We've noticed, Kimberly and I have noticed, that what has helped us keep in check are these weekly and monthly meetings. These homemade operation meetings, uh, the weekly and the monthly, will really keep you in check because it actually kind of turns fun. Because over time, the more you practice this, the more you get into it, the more you'll be like, okay, you'll understand a goal you're building towards and you'll be able to see your wealth grow. That's the fun part about this whole thing. Because when you have everything in control, and let's say I'm not budgeting, Let's say I'm not budgeting it at all. Well, if I'm not budgeting, well, then I don't see any of my advancements. I'm just spending money every single month on who knows what. And hoping you don't run out. And hope you don't run out. And then you don't see any progress. So then when you're thinking, oh, I want to go on a vacation, then all of a sudden you spend on a vacation, you have to go into debt to do it, and you have no control over anything. Well, that's where the problem comes. So rather, if you're tracking it, you can see how much money you're accumulating, You can see how much money is growing. And then from there, you can set goals on saying, hey, let's save up for a vacation. And then you never run into the issue of where did my money go? When you have a profit every month, it's really satisfying too to see that because sometimes it can feel like you're not reaching your goals. You don't have enough savings. Your loans are too big. It can be really overwhelming. But if you think 
even if it was a tiny, tiny profit this month, you think, well, I lived within my means and I had extra and I put that extra towards something valuable. It makes you feel satisfied. Not It makes you know where you are financially and satisfied that you're making progress. So I'm not sitting there going, man, I hope I'm doing okay. I'm kind of overwhelmed by how much is going on and how much more I need to be doing. You're saying, well, I made a little bit of progress this month, even if it's only a little bit, you do that for a year, you do that for five years or 10 years, and it adds up very, very quickly. And all of a sudden, your money's going towards what you actually want it to go towards. And not only that, life can change very quickly. I think we've seen that a lot with the coronavirus. You know, people who had a completely steady job, all of a sudden, complete industries were wiped out. Or, you know, there's financial crisis, or maybe there's a crisis in your life where you get sick and you can't work anymore, or something happens to your spouse, or maybe, you know, you have an unexpected child. Financial situations can change all the time. So just because you're doing well today doesn't mean you won't be doing well tomorrow, and vice versa, right? But if you're doing this month-to-month budget, then you're saying, here are the means that I have right now, and I'm going to live within them, so I'm never running out of deficit. I'm not running behind. So if I make half the income that I did this month because my spouse lost their job, right, then I'm adapting to that this month. But I know I've taken that surplus from before and I've put it towards my actual goals. And if I'm adapting to it this month, then I'm not so concerned about my situation because I am adapting to my situation. I know exactly what's going on and I'm prepared to move forward in the future. Perfect. So in review, okay, so the whole step here. In review, we want you to write down on a piece of paper first, all the money coming into your bank, okay? Any money. And to track that money, you're gonna you're gonna write that down on a piece of paper and then put it into your financial tracker. Listen to episode, the first episode in the series to see uh, which ones are best for you if you need that review. So go ahead and put that into your financial tracker, set that up and uh, watch some tutorials online if you need to learn how to set those up because there's many of them out there. Now, the second step here then is put in all of your different expenses. This is money going out of your account. So now, once you have that placed into your financial tracker, you're able to see and track how well you're doing from month to month and also week to week if you're doing the weekly meetings. So that's what you want to do today. And that's gonna be our action item. But before we talk about that action item in more detail, which Kimberly will do here in a few minutes, uh, let's talk about some additional tips that you may come across in actually setting up these whole uh, these trackers and everything. Tip number one. So tip number one is consolidate your bank accounts. So if you have a ton of different bank accounts and you're not really using them for, you're using them for random things maybe, consolidate. Or if you're a couple, if you're a married couple or with you and your partner, whatever it may be, I don't recommend generally having separate bank accounts. Number one, it can cause uh, trust issues, <laughs> who's doing what. And also number two, it's just tedious. You have to now put in multiple bank accounts. It's kind of a headache. So our recommendation is have one bank account for tracking your income and expenditures. So you can have other bank accounts for other reasons. And we'll talk about those in later episodes for strategy and investments. But when it comes to, when it comes to tracking your income and expenses, one is usually the best. So that's number one. Uh, number two, in that bank account, you're going, you can, you have the option generally for most banks and credit unions to actually have two options, a, uh, a checking and also a savings account. Now, Kimberly and I use both. Now the checking is where all the money comes in and out. So if we have to pay a bill, if we have to do any expenses, we pay out of our checking, but we also use our checking account for income. So money coming in 
goes into the checking account. That way we have one place where we can see money coming in and out. And then from there, what we do is we send money over to savings to create a buffer. So that way, if we need immediate cash, if we do reach an emergency, or if we have a month that's bad and we are in the red, which means that we spent more than we earned, well, then we can pull some of that money if we have to. So that's uh, tip number two. Now, the third tip here that I want to address is set up a buffer in your checking account if you, do, if you want to set it up the way Kimberly and I have. Now, what we mean by a buffer is in addition to the savings account, what we have done is we have put in some money inside of our checking account that we zero out to. So what does that mean? Well, that means that at, at the very beginning of every single month, we have like $1,000 or $2,000, $500, whatever it may be, whatever number you decide, that amount is sitting there as a buffer. So let's say you have to pay a bill before your check comes in. Well, what do you do? right? Because your checking account is at zero. So if it's at zero, you can't pay that bill. You'd have to use credit, like a credit card or something like that. Now, our goal is to avoid those at all costs. So the point there is if you spend money, have a little buffer in there. So that way, if your check is coming in in a couple days, you can eat at some of that buffer, but then that gets replenished with your check. So let me do an example again. So say really simple, my income for the month is $1,000. My expenses for the month are $800. Those are always going to come out at different times, right? So if I'm zeroing out every month, so let's say month number one, so I have my $200 surplus. If all I have left in my bank account is $200 and then I transfer that out, I have $0. Maybe my rent comes out on the first, but I'm not paid until the fifth, fifth of the month, right? So what I'll want to do is maybe I'll leave in, you can build up a buffer. Maybe I'll leave if my rent in this example was $100. Really simple numbers. I know nobody's rent is probably $100, but so maybe I'll leave, you know, $150 in my checking account that I never touch. It's just a nice buffer that kind of sits in there. It's kind of like an additional savings in your savings account. It's in a little amount that sits in there. Then when my money comes in, my money comes out, I'll zero. So when we zero out our balance for the month, we're not getting our checking account to zero. We leave a little bit of a buffer in there to make sure that you can cover any expenses in case they come out sooner the next month. And the important point about that too is replenish it always. So talk with your partner or if you're an individual talking or in your uh, with yourself doing these meetings, decide what you want your buffer to be. And then if you have any surplus of that month, build up that buffer first. So let's say at the end of the month, I have, uh, let's say $800 in profits. Fantastic. So now after all of my expenses, I have $800 at the end of the month. Well, you might want to consider taking that hundred and then building it to your buffer inside of your checking account that you can zero out to, just like Kimberly said in that one example. So that way you always have that extra cash there just in case. So let's talk about our specific action item for you this week. So if you have your meeting this week, this would be a great thing to work on with either yourself or with your spouse if you have one to include in that. So you'll want to take either Excel, a piece of paper. Um, I would start with those and then transition to an automated software, or you can start straight with your software if you're more comfortable with that. But just take, pull up your bank, take all of your income, write down the type and the total, and then your expenses and your total, and then subtract them and see what your income is. Now, you're probably listening to this in the middle of the month, or you know, there's very little odd you're listening to this exactly on the first of the month, right? So the way to transition this would be, say it's you know, the 15th of the month, right in the middle. What I would do is sit down and take all your income expenses, the first through the 15th, 
take those and see what they are, and then update them weekly until you get to the 31st of the month. Then when you get to the 31st, you can see your profit and do it every week from there. So you might just wanna get caught up through the month. Or if it's towards the end of the month, you can take a little bit of extra time, get caught up for that month, and then um, zero out your month. So it kind of depends just how you want to start. I would get caught up mid-month, or you can maybe start fresh next month if you're more comfortable with that. That is an easier way to do it too. So come next week with your income and your expenses caught up through the month, and we can kind of see where you're at. And then when we get towards the end of the month, look at what your profit is and decide, hey, what do I want to do with this? And start strategizing on your goals and start getting used to the concept of living month to month, of saying, these are my resources for the month, and these are my expenses for the month, and I've got to make sure that I'm living within my means just for this month. And then I can take that surplus and be valuable from there. Okay, everybody, now let's go ahead and talk about everything we've discussed in these last couple episodes in review. First thing we talked about was developing the right mindset when it comes to budgeting. Don't be afraid of it, it's a good thing. We want you to get comfortable speaking money and tracking money. It's not bad if you don't make a whole lot of money right now. Track it anyway, so that way you can grow. Kimberly, when we first started, we were making squat. <laughs> like, but even if you have $20 of profit, that's something you can put towards your goals. And if you track it, you'll be able to use it in its best way possible rather than just spending it on a movie and then now you have nothing. And you know you're living within your means on a month-to-month -month basis, which is really valuable, especially with how quickly life changes. Exactly. So track your income, track your expenses. Once you grab those, once you know every single line item, all the money coming in and out, put it into your financial tracker. So check those things out. And then there's also some tips for you when it comes to uh, when it comes to dealing with your checking account. Have some buffer in there just in case you have some expenses before you get your checks. Thanks for joining us today on our episode of Homemade Ops. We hope that you learned a lot about budgeting, living month to month, which really means living within your means. And we're excited to hear how you guys can apply this in your own life. So if you like this episode, if you like this show, please subscribe, give us a like and a rating and share it with your friends. Thanks so much.